Welcome to another edition of Preview. I'm Joseph Hadfield. And I'm James Knight. Now, this is our sp- a special edition of the programme, our fifth edition, and uh, ahead of this weekend's United States Grand Prix. That's coming up in a couple of days' time. But the 2022 calendar for, uh, for next season's World Championship was announced on Friday evening. We've had the weekend to dissect our thoughts ahead of this new season, the new era for Formula One uh, next year so there's a 23 race calendar we're gonna dissect it and go through it and uh, that got us thinking what would our dream formula one calendars be not just including fia grade one circuits uh, a bit of a fantasy idea and we'll also get your thoughts on which circuits you'd have on uh, on your dream calendars and which may be missing from 2022 that's all to come on this very special edition of preview so great to have your company, and uh, and even though it is a special edition, we've still got time for a trivia question, and uh, James has it this week. I have indeed. So let me just get my notes page up. Here we go. So who holds the record for getting a penalty the earliest into their Formula One career? That was right. Who has the record for getting a penalty the earliest into their F1 career? Mm. And uh, so it's, let's just confirm. This is a. Is this a time penalty is yes. it a stop go or is it just any penalty any sort of penalty so they they i'll give you they ended up getting a fine i don't know if they got points on the license or anything like that as well but i know they did get a right fine for it okie doke well, that to be fair i think that's my first idea gone out the window as soon as you said they've got a fine um, so I'll have to rethink that. And uh, I think everyone was thinking 2021. Um, but <laughs> James is looking for the uh, the driver that uh, is the earliest in his Formula One career or their Formula One career to, uh, to get a penalty of any type. And uh, I will we'll have a think about that. And uh, James will give us the correct answer at the end of the programme. So 2022 then. 23 races we've uh, it was planned for it was planned for 2020 i believe then he got changed to 2021 and now it's 2022 but that's the world we've been living in 23 races as i said it's going to start in bahrain as uh, as as last season has and the 2010 calendar did as well australia because of um because obviously it needs a bit more time to get ready with with its uh, relaxing of restrictions and this new circuit as well being moved a little bit later on. Uh, we might as well, we'll go through it, start at the top. Um, the, the There's apparently going to be two testing days uh, or two testing venues, should we say, this year, rather than usual uh, few days at Barcelona. I think it's 
I could be right in saying this, but I think, is it four days at Barcelona and then four at Bahrain? It could be. Do you know, I've actually missed the testing stuff, so be the usual snooze fest at Spain, so yeah. Right, well, uh, while I'm looking into that, uh, you talk us through Bahrain, because obviously, as we say, it's uh, it's what we had at the at the start of this season. It does provide a, a good test for, for cars. We The drivers know it quite well. Uh, do you think Bahrain was a was a right idea to, to start this season? Yeah, I, I like Bahrain. It's, it's always an entertaining track. Um, I think it's good for the teams where they're going to a circuit that, they, as you say, they know quite well, they're getting used to the new cars rather than kind of throwing them straight into a um, kind of a random track that they've not really got any data on. It's, it's a good kind of benchmarker for all of them to get the setups about there. Really entertaining under the lights. I'm a huge, huge fan of these kind of nighttime races. I think the cars look fantastic, um, especially the kind of the, the 4K cameras that we've got now. It, it just looks fantastic. Um, we've had some really interesting races. Um, obviously, we had Bahrain twice uh, last year with the, they used the secure loop as well. Um, so there's this kind of room to manoeuvre there as well. And it's, it's, it's a great venue. I know the endurance drivers love it as well. Uh, and, and I certainly do. Um, and then, yeah, have you got any thoughts on that? Well, Bahrain is it's one that I've always I've always been a bit unsure about because. Like, as, as, as we mentioned on this show previously, I'm, I'm sort of a, a relative newbie when it comes to Formula One. So so for me, I haven't seen a lot of races at Bahrain. I've seen a couple. Obviously, the one that stands out to mind, as, as many will probably imagine, is last year's uh, fiery incident, shall we say. Um, so I, I think for me, I, I don't mind Bahrain. Bahrain's all right because there's been a lot of question marks raised, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that in, in a minute, about the, the amount of tracks that are popping up in the Middle East um we've had Bahrain we're getting Saudi Arabia later on in the year um we've uh, we're getting Qatar as well now and and you just think because the problem is a lot of them and Abu Dhabi as well I forgot to mention all these dra- tracks tend to be rather flat and boring and because it's the middle of the desert it's not really going to be anything other than either really hot or bone dry which means they can be a bit boring. As you mentioned, the the outer loop that we had at the end of last season, the Sakir one, that was a bit, somewhat a bit different. That was all right. But I don't know. Well, I suppose we can, we can move on to uh, to Saudi Arabia because that's going second uh, as part of a double header with Bahrain. Now, we're going to talk plenty about Saudi Arabia in a few weeks' time, um, but it's moved from towards the end of the calendar to an early March day. Is it due, well? We've not seen the first Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, but I think we've already got our our thoughts on it, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, even just to kind of take aside the beheading of political prisoners and all that kind of stuff that you get with the Saudi Arabian government, even just to look at it from a track perspective, I don't even know if they're going to have it done ready for the for this year. Um, but having seen some kind of mock up on boards, and I know obviously you can't take them as gospel when you when you have people kind of modeling them on a set of course and stuff but it just doesn't look like a good track it just looks it's quick but i don't know where they're going to overtake I'm, I'm really hoping i'm wrong but it just doesn't look brilliant to be honest um i'm not you know at least it's cool that it's by the seaside and all that kind of stuff but i think for the drivers that 
it's going to be a kind of a moniker where where you qualify, you, you end up finishing unless there's going to be a lot of crashes and stuff. I don't know. I don't know where the entertainment's going to come from, to be fair. Well, exactly. That was what I was thinking because because surely with the, the way it looks, it's literally like Monaco on three times speed, really. It's like yeah. you could literally watch Monaco race on three times speed and it's pretty much going to be exactly the same. Yeah. Mm, I, I, I don't know because it's like, well we'll, we'll come on to it shortly, but Miami's sort of a similar type of thing. And as I've been mentioning, good Formula One circuits either need unpredictable conditions as we see in, in like Asia and America. And to be fair, we even see in Europe. Yeah. Um, or it needs undulation and elevation change as we've seen with many good circuits. Bahrain, okay, has a bit of elevation change. It's okay. Saudi Arabia, as you say, th- there's no elevation to it. It is literally just, they might as well have just have just done an oval track and just gone round and round and round and round, because that basically all it is. That's what it sort of looks like. All we and can I, hope for is a tsunami halfway through the race that just kind of wets the track a bit. Well, ex- exactly. And like you were mentioning, there is talk that it might even get finished in time for for this uh, for next month's race. Never never mind twenty twenty two. Obviously, even if it doesn't get finished for for next month, it will be happening in twenty two. I guess with Saudi Arabia, even though there is like sort of what would replace it now, but I think we really just need to get it over and done with so we can at least have have seen what it yeah. is like race wise. Yeah. And then take it from there. Australia is back. Melbourne on the uh, the tenth of April. Aust- Australia, they've they've reprofiled it uh, in time for for next year. Obviously, there's been no Australian Grand Prix for a while. We we've missed it, haven't we? And I I, th- I think we we're, we're glad that we're going back there. Yeah, the Aussie fans are nuts. They absolutely love it. Um, I I like Australia being the opening the opening race. Uh, it's that kind of tradition thing. I get obviously why they're delaying it until the third one. That's that's totally fair enough. They want to try and have it, make it as safe as possible for everyone. But I love it. Um, a lot of my best memories are just playing the F1 games, starting every career mode with Australia, getting your Virgin or your Haas car on pole position because you've got it on too easy before you have to <laughs> <laughs> change your ideas up before you get bored. I love it. I think it's a great track and the, the new alterations look great as well. Um, I, I think that the, the kind of the second sector is going to be brilliant with the kind of fast flowing nature mm. that they're going to give to it. I think it's going to be great. And speaking of circuits you love, it's uh, it's been confirmed that Imola is back again for 2022. Uh, the only downside is we've lost Shanghai again. We've lost the Chinese Grand Prix uh, because the COVID restrictions in China are uh, are really strict. Like we thought Australia and New Zealand were bad but Chinese restrictions are stupidly strict. So uh, so it's it's bye-bye for another year for the Chinese Grand Prix. And uh, I've got my birthday week off um, with no race, but the Emilia-Romagna, Del Made in Italy, Del, whatever it's called, Grand Prix is back at Imola. Uh, we, we've, <laughs> <laughs> we, we've seen how good Imola is. Um, you were obviously, it's a fan favourite for you, isn't it? Ah, ding, ding, ding. I, I'm happy with it. It was such a nice surprise when it kind of came back to the calendar last year, and oh, it's just such a good track. It's you've got the history of it, and and that's always nice. But I'm I'm going to come onto it in a few rants later when I'm giving my dream calendar. There are some historic traditional tracks we go to that 
for want of a better word, the sh- and they're always boring. Mm. This one is just, it's just, it's a corker. It's an absolute roller coaster. Um, the only thing I'm annoyed about is that I've not been able to drive it on the uh, F1 game yet, so I've not, I've not bought the new one yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, can't wait. I can't wait. To be fair, it's on a, it's on the F1 2013. If you want to go back that far to the PS3, um, <laughs> but no, I mean Imola for me. The problem is, is as, as I've mentioned, because I'm a newbie. Imola last year was the first time I've seen it. I obviously know about. Uh, the fateful 94 weekend at Imola when we lost Senna and Ratzenberger. So I know the history of it. And I think the thing, what I think a lot of people like about Imola is it's not supposed to suit the modern F1 cars. Like about 10 or 15 years ago, when we last had the San Marino Grand Prix, that was fine. The, the V10 era of Schumacher, Alonso and those lot, that suited those F1 cars. Yeah because it's an old school circuit now with these big massive cars it throws up a few curveballs so I, I i can see i can see the the appeal of imola shall we say big time right we'll uh, we'll let you have a rant if you feel like it i don't know what you're thinking about this one miami <laughs> uh, because we've got the us grand prix this weekend um but for the first time in I'm actually sure this will be this will be before our time, won't it? Uh, where we have two American Grand Prix in the same year, uh, the Miami Grand Prix. It's called. It's outside uh, uh, an American football stadium. Well, what do you think of it? Well, I I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, um, ah. and the Hard Rock Stadium is beautiful, but it's not a place. Does it have a good one, car right? park? Well, that's exactly like. Have they not learned? Like Las Vegas Grand Prix, the Caesars Palace car park. Yeah. It was horrific. The cars were tearing themselves up. The track was weird. And they've just gone and done it again 20 years mm. later. It's not going to work. I hope it does. The, the only thing that would have been cool is if they'd have had the part of the sector to have been like, like they have at Mexico, where they go around a little kind of stadium loop and actually yeah. fly the cars through the, the tunnel onto the pitch. And actually, tarmac a bit of the pitch during the offseason. They're not going to use it. Like yeah. Miami will be knocked out by that point. They're not going to make the playoffs. They've lost the first five matches. So just tarmac the lot. Let them swing through that. Imagine ninety thousand fans watching, a, even if it's just a hairpin. It'd be yeah. unreal. But instead, they're just going to tootle around car park B where the season ticket holders will have a bit few drinks before <laughs> a match, and go, "Why is it boring? It's just, grow up." The worst thing it the worst thing is that well you've said it, it's all about money obviously the worst thing is it's not like it's it's a double header or something it's like even if it's a bit crap you've got another race next week somewhere else because you've got Good you've got the a New week England Patriots after well it's a, it's a two week break between Imola and Miami and then it's a two week break between Miami and the next one so well next one Spain back to Barcelona as we'd expect. Uh, there's, I'll, I'll, I'll start with this one because I, I like Spain. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people that say Jerez probably could be better. The Valencia street circuits. Well, that's absolutely gone down the hill since they last used that. It's the problem I think with Spain is well, a, because it's always used for testing. The drivers know it like the back of the hand. 
And B, when they installed that chicane at the end of Sector 3 before the final corner, it's just naff, isn't it? It's just naff. Because surely what you want to see, if you're going down a pit straight, you're actually watching it from the grandstand on a pit straight, you want to see F1 cars flying around the final corner down the pit straight. And if you take away that chicane, you've got that. It's like, look at, look at Hamilton and Verstappen last, uh, earlier the year. We can have those kind of battles if you get rid of that bloody chicane. 100%. Uh, it's, just, it's just rubbish. I mean, I enjoy racing it on the games and, you know, it, it's, it's fun. I bet it's fun as a driver. It's, you know, there's, there's some kind of good, good corners, but they can't follow each other. It's, it's never a good race. I, I, I honestly can't remember a, a Spanish Grand Prix that either A, I've looked forward to, or B, I've enjoyed. The best moment, I think, for me at a Spanish Grand Prix, and this says a lot, is I think it was probably about 2015-16, Kimi was at um, Ferrari, mm. and he crashed out, and they zoomed in on a six-year-old kid with his ice cream, crying in his full Ferrari. Ball in his so, eyes, yeah. I've seen that, yeah. And then, they, you know, the Ferrari did their first bit of PR I think they've ever done. This was before they even allowed Twitter because they said it was for bad people. And <laughs> they actually brought him in and yeah. and like had a bit of a photo op. That was cute. Yeah. But it wasn't racing. It was someone yeah. finishing the race. And the best bit about it was that Kimmy was out and Kimmy got to have an ice cream. It's just... Exactly. Oh, it's just... I thought, in all honesty, the one I thought you were going to say was 2016 when the inevitable happened between oh, Rosberg yeah. and Hamilton. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed about that one because obviously Ricardo was in front at Red Bull and they let the golden child through to win his first his debut Red Bull race. Such a harbour. I love it. Yeah, mm. I'd forgot about that. Okay, so so the two best things are Hamilton and, and Nico crashing Rosberg. and a child crying next to a an ice cream. So I think, yeah, Barcelona. But it's a good go. circuit, isn't it? It's a good it's circuit. It's a good for drivers, but if you're watching it, it's a spectator sport, you know. Mm. And I, I get the Spanish are really kind of passionate. And I think once Alonso retires, they'll bin it off. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, oh, they've got Carlos signs. No one mm. really loves Carlos as much as Alonso, though it's not kind of no, no, got exactly. that. So, nah, sorry, Carlos. Um, and then a week later, we go to Monaco. The, the fame, the, the fame jewel in the crown of the principality, twisty, twisty circuit. I think Jack Jackie Stewart said in the seventies, if this track was made now, it wouldn't be allowed because it's too dangerous. And yep. here we are, sixty years on, still racing at it. I'm, I'm going to get in trouble for this one. I will go first then. Go I, on. For me, Monaco has to be on every seat. Like when it was announced that they weren't going last year, I was, I mean, the only advantage was I got to re-watch the 2018 race because uh, they streamed it and that was brilliant on my birthday. Fantastic. Um, but no, Monaco for me, it's, it, it's nothing like, it, it's nothing like any other race because it's so like, it doesn't even mix. It, uh, it doesn't even fit the, the, the actual race distance for any other race. It's got to have its own rules. And I mean, I don't, I don't like the fact that they're going to reduce it down to a three day weekend and have like the Friday is the day off in Monaco. That's how it works. Monaco on that whole bank holiday weekend, as they have it end of May, the Monaco Grand Prix as uh, 
I can't remember who it, who it was that said it, but that is like if you win Monaco, that's you know what I mean. You can't win a. The only thing you could possibly win higher is a world championship. Next comes Monaco Grand Prix, and I'd agree. Go on, go and get in trouble now. So Thursday afternoon, you tune into the Monaco Grand Prix. You see your first onboard lap, and you go, "Wow, wow, that's good. That's mm. quick. You nearly hit that barrier." There is where the entertainment stops. You get the second mm. lap. Wow, that was good. You get to the Sunday, and they just ninety-nine percent of the time, total round in the same positions. No one mm. can throw an overtake down, and you just kind of. I just switch off. I, I just, I get to a certain point in the race and I'm like, well, here we are, lap four, and I was, and I was going to win. Like, yeah, it's cool, and the, the the rich people get to sit on the yachts and enjoy themselves, and that that's that's lovely. But ah, it's it's, I get it, it's tradition, but I wasn't, I didn't cry when when we didn't have it. It's meh. We'll, we'll, we'll see what I think when we come to my uh, my dream calendar anyway. Quite. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if we're going to do a street circuit that we enjoy, actually enjoy, you go to the next race. We've got Baku, 12th of June. Mm. That's tight and twisty. You've got the castle bit. You've got the intrigue. And then you've got the absolute blitzing chaos of it. What Baku, you happy? Yeah, well, Baku for me, because... I'm, I'm mentioning the the Australian again. First race, I actually like when I and this is the this is the daft thing because it it came up on on my Twitter a, a few months ago. I tweeted when I the first race I watched properly as like a getting into F1 was the 2017 Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Nice, which which is funny because obviously he won it, but you know what I mean. Baku has become something of a of a modern classic. It's like we talk about Silverstone, Spa, Monza, all these iconic sort of historic circuits. Baku is a modern classic. As you mentioned, it's got the castle. Who would think to have F1 cars going up uh, a hill up near a castle? Imagine the insurance. Exactly. Charles Leclerc's been it already. He's stupid. He knows it. We, we've had Vettel and Hamilton crashing into each other because they break testing each other. That was, was that was amazing. Obviously, the Red Bull drama of 2018. We all remember that. Hamilton not having the magic uh, this year. Verstappen crashing. Honestly, you can't beat Baku because it combines the pretty much. It's a street circuit, but it's got a full throttle like you'd expect on a. Pretty much, it's a mix of Monza and Monaco. Yeah, it's Monzaco. The, the only the only boring bit about the trial, not even boring, but the bit that you don't see much drama is those kind of fast flowing three or four corners before the final straight. Yeah, and that's the bit where I go, eh, that's the entirety of Jeddah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the <entirety of> Saudi <laughs> Arabia. Thinking about it that yeah. way. So I love it. It's brilliant. I mean, you, you look at it on paper and you go, oh, ninety degree corner, ninety degree corner. That's interesting. You get there and it's just absolute carnage. It's brilliant. Yeah, exactly. It's brilliant. And the deaf thing is those those final three corners you were mentioning, how many people this year binned it there? Mm. A good couple. Absolutely. Because it's downhill. It's that's the thing. Elevation change works as proved by Baku. Then um, a week later, 
off to uh, on the first of uh, cross-continental flights that F1 are so in, uh, imperative to have in their calendar. Uh, to Montreal, the circuit Gilles Villeneuve. We've not had one since 2019, since Sebastian Vettel uh, put in his number one in front of an empty uh, an empty spot where his Ferrari should have been in second. For me, as we'll come on to in a bit, I'm a bit... I've never really been too taken back by Canada, shall we say. Your thoughts? I absolutely love this track. It's For me, it has the best race in Formula One history, 2011, when mm. the rain, the not rain, rain, not the rain. The four-hour race. Yeah, Jensen Button with his something stupid, like six pit stops or whatever it was. Yeah. Absolute classic. Um, and I'm going to brag here. F1 2020, retro, the retro bit where you can drive the old cars. Myself and Jensen Button's Braun GP car. I'm fourth in the world on the rankings the last time I checked. But there was only 60 people that have done it. I'm still <laughs> fourth in the world. I'm taking it and I'm running with it. So I, fine, I beat 50-odd other people. So there we are. That's why Canada has to stay. Why, what, what is it about Canada you're not bothered about? I don't, I don't know. For me, it's just like, because I like some of the corners are, are good, like like the hairpin's quite fun at the end. For me, usually with a circuit, it's got to have something like amazing. Like, for example, for example, like China's got its one, two, three snail at the start. Like, uh, I, I don't know, like I'm, I'm trying to think of another example. I don't know, but the point I'm, I'm making it like, for example, Baku and its castle section, it's something you don't expect. Yeah. Canada, for me, it doesn't really have anything that you don't expect. The last corner onto the past the wall of champions, I suppose. But I it just doesn't seem like a like that much of an exciting track for me. It might be an exciting race, but not really an exciting track. Speaking of excite, well, I don't know whether you class it an exciting race or an exciting track. It's got to be on the Formula One calendar. It's back again. Two week break. The British Grand Prix, round 10, start of July, rather early uh, compared to where it usually is sort of mid-July, back at Silverstone. Do we really need to explain this one? No, I, I reckon the only reason they put it earlier, though, is for the tyres, because they're having a lot of problems with delamination. I reckon they're hoping it's going to be a little bit cooler mm. so that they, they're not degrading the tyres. The only other thing I can suggest... The only thing I can other I can suggest is maybe because it's clashing with Wimbledon. Yeah, that might that literally is the only other reason I can think of because it's not like there's a World Cup uh, in the summer either. So I don't know. After Silverstone, week later, Austria because usually it's Austria then Britain. This time Austria is after Britain at the Red Bull Ring, tenth of July. It's a fun little track. This even though Red Bull have dominated it for how long, or rather Verstappen has, but it's. It's 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 a nice little circuit, isn't it? That's cool. One minute five, get it done quick. It's good. It's there's elevation change, like 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 we keep going back to. Exactly, um, and that's and that's that's what makes it good. You know, the the, the I don't think there's one corner that they're going. No, there isn't one corner where they're flat. It's you're either going steep down or steep uphill, and that's that's great. It, it adds intrigue. There's lots of kind of mistakes and stuff. I, I ain't got a problem with it. I thought it was quite cool when they did the double header. It was it was good there. That's the only downside I can see with Austria now is because we've had four races at the Red Bull Ring in the last two seasons. 
we've had a bit in, we've had enough of it for a little bit. So as long as he goes back to one a year, fine by me. Yeah. After that, two weeks later, and we've got the uh, the Gorilla Trophy Grand Prix itself, Le Castellet, the French Grand Prix. There was talk that Imola and Le Castellet were going to be fighting for this spot. A lot of people think it's a bit naff because it's right flat. What do you make of it? I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Really? Oh, it, there's nothing interesting about that track. And when you're watching it, it's so confusing. You'll be seeing an aerial shot. And you go, Jesus, missed the corner. Oh, no, it's just another version of the track. I was doing a <laughs> bit of research into this. There is 167 different combinations that you can race at this place. Yeah. That is stupid. You don't need that. Like I get endurance racers. They might want an endurance loop. One loop will do it. Sakia's got two different routes. They're very good. Well, he's, got, he's got four, actually. Okay. Sakia's... Yeah, but I've never seen, like, Hamilton turn left and thought, oh, my God. You know, it's obvious. It's, yeah. It's the, the blue and the black squiggles and the all over the track. It gives you a headache. Oh, God. And it's just, again, it's, it's just a big car park. It's so flat and, oh, straight. Chicane. Oh, is is a long airpin that you can't never and I'm speaking now because of my PlayStation thing that you can never hit the apex at because you can't see it. And oh, God, I that if I was to bin one track straight away, I would rather have Jeddah and Miami twice than see France. What calendar. honestly, I hate it. So anyway, that's uh <laughs> that's I'm in disbelief. I'm in disbelief. Oh god, it's awful. Absolutely awful. Uh, do, do you do you like it at all, or am I am I just being really biased here? I I like it to be fair. I think the Castellates. This is the thing. I don't like flat tracks at all. I hate flat tracks. But and this is the one thing that pees me off a little bit, because even though Hamilton and Verstappen's sort of when he passed him at the end of the race this year, that was at that chicane bit. Surely, why not, if you've got a stupidly long straight possibility from turn turn three, I think it is, down to the hairpin, you've got enough runoff, for goodness sake, just floor the bugger all the way, sod the chicane, floor the bugger. This is the problem is they've put 167 different combinations in, so they've gone, oh no, got to use one of them, here's a daft bus stop chicane before we go back onto the same straight that it'd be better. Awful, hate it. <laughs> I can't even remember what happened in the race. Honestly, you said that about the the overtake at the end. No, yeah, can't remember it at all. It, it I just block it out of my memory. <laughs> I genuinely do. Um. Anyway, after that, we go to Hungary, Budapest. It's a it is a purpose built street. So it's purpose built circuit, even though it mm. kind of feels like a street circuit at times because it's so kind of tight and twisty. I like it. Good bit mm. of elevation change. It's. I think the only problem for me at the moment is with the cars being like they are, so downforce heavy. Mm. It's quite hard for them to follow each other, and they are kind of on rails almost when they're kind of going around the corners. Mm-hmm. I think next year could be okay if we're kind of going for, you know, a little bit less downforce. They can follow each other. There could be a chance that they actually have a decent race. Ah, I don't know. What were you thinking? To be fair. The sort of the end of the circuit and like pretty much the end of the circuit, last few corners reminds me of Hockenheim, sort of in the same sort of thing. Yeah. The start of it, 
turn one, turn two, turn three, up to four. That is good. A little bit of elevation change, something a bit fun. That's all right. The rest of the circuit, the second, like sort of that other half of it, I generally don't, I can't remember, like I can't, like with some circuits, I can remember off the top of my head where they go. Hungary, I've got no clue. Cool. Yeah, I, I genuinely, for me, it's, it, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't mind it, but I, I, I would rather avoid. Yeah, I, I think if, if there's one to bin, I wouldn't be sad to see it go, but I can see why they're still there. The Hungarian fans love it. And as yeah. well, if you are wanting to go to a race, that is dirt cheap. Yeah. Really, really cheap track to go to. It's something stupid like 160 quid for the weekend ticket. Bloody hell. It's, it really, it's the cheapest one in Europe. So there we go. We might have to do a, a preview on tour, do it next to next to <laughs> Hello and welcome. <laughs> It'd be great. Potentially. Um, yeah. So after that, we've got the old summer break where we'll get to find out how many drivers are jumping ship and getting sacked and whether mm-hmm. or not Albon's been moved up to Red Bull and sacked already by that point in the season. <laughs> and we get to Spa. Mm. I would say probably one of the best tracks in the world. Correct. The, it's Spa Francorchamps. I, I mean, I'm I'm really annoyed that we didn't get. Well, we got a Grand Prix of one lap, but it's you. You just know Spa is one of those circuits that you have to have on the calendar. Oh, Rouge, like the thing is, they're even knocked down the house that's at the top of Radion just to make it safer. So we can still have these. It's a brilliant track. I mean, everyone, that's the the first sort of bit of F1 that I think I remember is the 98 carnage at the start with cars and wheels flying everywhere. It's brilliant. What a circuit. No, I yeah, Spa for me has to be on that. All I would do, in all honesty, you know, I'd switch it with Hungary to be fair. I'd stick it just before the summer break because then you've got more chance of it being a bit of a dry, like for example, to avoid wet, absolute downpour. Yeah, that's true. I love it though. Yeah, it's great. It is great. Although if you switch it round, imagine having a month's break and you're looking forward to a Hungarian Grand Prix. Okay. Yes, I understand your point there. That's the thing with Be- with Belgium. We love it that much. We can wait four weeks for a Belgian yeah, Grand Prix. Just no problem my birthday, with that. and I love it. There we go. Uh, Zandvoort's next, back after uh, it's, uh, it debuted this year, 4th of September. It's the it's the Max Verstappen Grand Prix, or it realistically it should be called that. Yep. It's a funky little track, isn't it? I, I don't mind it. It's not, it's, it is a roller coaster. It's all these sort of swoops. Pretty much it's turn 13 at Indianapolis all over again, but at least the tyres can manage it this time. It's not a bad track. It's just annoying that we, to be fair, I think we've only gone there because of one driver. Yeah, we have. And and I don't mind that um, because it's a good track. You know, Spain, we're only there really because of Alonso. Yeah. And it's not great. But this one, at least we've got good. Uh, the the banking on, on the kind of the few turns that they kind of changed ready for the Grand Prix. Absolute stroke of genius. And there uh, was an interview with, oh, I can't remember who it was now. Ruth, she's the head of strategy for Alfa Romeo. Anyway, she mm. said that she was on the working group for putting the DRS into different um, different places on the tracks when that first came in. And she thinks that they are going to move the DRS back so they're actually going to go across the banking, the final corner, with the DRS wow. open potentially next year. That is going to be insane. 
if they can make it safe enough, Mazepin, aeroplane crash. Telling you yeah. now, <laughs> he he is going to be in Belgium by the time he comes down. <laughs> um, it's going to be brilliant. Uh, not the crash. But the, the no, race. obviously not. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait for it. I, I, it was brilliant seeing the the orange um, the orange army in full force. Yeah, it's done it. The only thing that worried me was the amount of flares that they had. Yeah, you couldn't the visibility, see all. The visibility was shocking, and I think if you actually, if more people got wind of that and kind of did it, and it was a still day, <laughs> you might end up having to bring the safety car out at points. Like that was the only <laughs> thing that I was genuinely worried about. Was like, we're gonna have to stop the race here. This is stupid. <laughs> Rain lights on for the orange flares. <laughs> <laughs> right. So after Zandvoort, it is back to Monza, back to uh, to the home of. Uh, the, the temple of speed as it's known and well i i can't remember because i've been trying to research this and i heard it once there's four i think it's silverstone spa monaco and monza and i because obviously we know there's a triple crown which is monaco uh indy 500 and le mans yeah is what's known as a triple crown there is an i can't remember what it is but i think there is a name for those four grand prix and I can't remember what it's called. It's bugging me, but we have to we have to have Monza, don't we? Like if we, if we're gonna have if we're gonna have something like Monaco that's really technical and twisty and what have you, you've got to have some. Literally, this is this is what Jeddah needs to learn from. If you're going to do a full throttle flat out race, either sack it off and leave, just stick with Monza, or stop putting in stupid corners. Hundred percent. Monza's a no nonsense circuit. Floor it, slam on, floor it, slam on, next lap. Exactly. It's great. Absolutely great. What about the sprint, though? Because obviously they're going to say there's going to be six sprints next year. I think another sprint's going to be at Monza, isn't it? But I don't mind that. I'm happy with that. that that's fine. It means that Hamilton and Verstappen will crash again. Yeah, That'll be all right. Fine by me. Yep, fine by me. Six in a season. <laughs> yep. And from then, oh, two weeks later, for the final time in Formula One history, Sochi. Before we go to Igora Drive in St. No, it's Moscow, isn't it? Not St. No, it is St. Petersburg. Yeah, St. Petersburg, right. yeah. St. Petersburg for 23. Sochi won last time. The rain was, it made it fun, at least. It made it a bit more fun than just boring races, as we've seen. Yeah, uh, I forgot that we got one more in my head. I thought we were going straight to Igora Drive. <laughs> yeah, fine. We'll do it one more time. We'll say, we'll say bye, and we'll bin it off. It won't be emotional. Mm. Singapore next uh, a week later. Uh, now Singapore Grand Prix for me, 2017, the Omni shambles at Turn One, the Verstappen sandwich with the two Ferraris, and Vettel reversing round Turn Five. That for me, it it's a nice circuit. It's it's good how they've done it. It crash gate for anyone who remembers that far back. I think it's a bit too complex for me. Like it's pretty much it's left, right, left, right, left, 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 right, left, right, left, right, left. And you never know where it's going. Like you're watching the coverage, you're thinking, hold on a minute, which corner is this? Where, one minute, where are you going now? No, because it's all the bloody same. It's just left, right, left, right, left, left, right. <laughs> I don't what? mind it. But the difference is, is at least because there's barriers at the side of the track, you have a rough idea where they're going, at least with France, where there's like 
slip roads and runoffs everywhere. You, you genuinely think they'd miss the corner. <laughs> I, I like it. I've got a few good memories of Singapore. Um, the, the, I think the most excited I ever was as a kid was when Codemasters announced that F1 2009 was coming out. And it came out the same weekend as the Singapore Grand Prix. And just the, the pure excitement for Singapore and that I spent, I did full seasons of full races on that, Ooh, on that game. Hell. I loved it. Looking back, awful game. But, <laughs> you know, like you put the curves and it goes, you know, <laughs> real kind of arcade stuff. But yeah, I think just, just kind of those kind of, those kind of memories. And we've had some, we have had some absolute corkers there. I would love to see it rain a little bit more every so often because it does mm. have the potential. I think that would be great. But I'm, I'm happy. It looks great under the lights. I've really got a thing for, for F1 cars under the lights. I think they just look great, especially when the sparks are flying. And, oh, it's, it's, it, it is good. It's because we don't have enough night races in Formula 1. We've got Singapore, and that was the first. And I think, obviously, that's going to be the only one. Well, apart from the Human Rights Grand Prix that's coming in uh, next month. Um, that'll be a night race as well. But mm. a week later, and we're back at Suzuka after a while. The question is, do you do you go Fuji or do you go Suzuka? And for me, you've got to go Suzuka. It's a brilliant track. It's yeah. fantastic. The S's, the, the history with, with Senna and Prost. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a cracking track. It's an absolute roller coaster. I'm not going to say which one I'm going for yet. I will wait. Yeah, that's uh, I'll fine. wait to tell you the uh, the old calendar, but yeah, it's it's a great track. It is, it's a real old school driver's circuit. No runoff. You get it wrong, you're in the grass, you're in the gravel or the barrier. Take your pick. Um, I I remember the first season Kobayashi ever did. Um, there they called him Kamikaze Kamui. <laughs> the the hairpin. He was just sending it, and my God, was he good on the brakes. He was unbelievable. First Japanese Grand Prix that he'd done. He absolutely smashed it. <laughs> right. So fortnight after that, and funny enough, it's in a year's time. We're back to uh, to where we are now. The American Grand or the US Grand Prix um, at Austin, second uh, US Grand Prix of the season. And obviously we'll touch, we, we actually, I'm not going to discuss too much about Austin because we'll be doing it on Thursday or later on in the week. But Austin's been it's been fine since it's since it's come along in 2012. MotoGP goes there. It it's pretty much it's a it's an F1 track's best bits, sort of. It's there. It 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 delivers okay races. Um I like the run-ups turn one. Steep. Mm. Yeah. I'm not angry. Not angry it's there, not sad it's there. You know, it's all right. A week later, and it's the Mexico City Grand Prix, as it's now called, which that I can't understand why. Um, Mexico, for me, the problem is it's another one like Hungary. You know the first bit, but you don't know the other half of it. You know the start and the end, but you don't know the other half of it. Yeah, yeah, I'm in complete agreement. The only thing I really like about Mexico is the the stadium section. Hmm. Uh, I, I think they've got a real winner with that. In, even if nothing happens with it, you still have that sense of atmosphere and you do feel like you're there when you're watching it. And I, I like that. Um, one of my good mates is Mexican, so I'm in, I know he would absolutely kill me if I said anything <laughs> bad about the Mexico City Grand Prix. So, <laughs> Eduardo, this is the best track. 
of the season, period. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Next question is the Brazilian Grand Prix. Well, I, actually, is, I don't know if they're changing it to the Sao Paulo Grand Prix. I, I don't know. But actually, I think they are changing it to the Sao Paulo Grand Prix, which is annoying because it's the Brazilian Grand Prix into Lagos. If there was a god in F1, they tried building it on a rainforest in Rio de Janeiro. Thank God it got refused because Interlagos is it, 2008, the end. That's all you need to say. Yeah. Is that Glock? Yes. It is. <laughs> Brilliant. And then we finish up with Abu Dhabi, which we know why Abu Dhabi came in and why it still is the season ender because of the money. But. They are changing it this year. It looks more like a gun than it used to, which <laughs> y- you can make your own op- opinions on that. Abu Dhabi, though, it has produced... Like, to be fair, the pit exit is quite cool. Underneath the track and going backwards on itself, that's cool. Yeah. The hairpin, all right, they, they cocked up on the hairpin because they could have just gone straight rather than going in really yeah, like a yeah. chicane we've had Hunk- uh, uh, we've had hulkenberg hanging like a cow <laughs> it's 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 okay it's okay the last bit is crap the the 90 degree mickey mouse corners there get rid of them but it's okay yeah this is one of those tracks that oh, i tend to find that there's a few of these tracks that i, I in my head are new to the sport Mm. And this has been here since 2009. Yeah. And, but it still feels like a new track for some reason. It does, yeah. There's, there's something weird about it. I like it. I like when they go under the, the hotel. I think that looks, the hotel looks fantastic in the nighttime. Um, and the, the final bit. Um, I think the changes could be really good. Like you said, the hairpin, I think we've now got overtakes and they can kind of go a bit more tactical with the DRS. Do they actually give the place up going into the hairpin to try and get the DRS mm. to the straight? All that kind of thing. I'm I'm happy with it. The only thing that always worries me with Abu Dhabi is that we'll get a driver like a Sonoda, like a Mazepin, that is going to come out the pit lane and block it up in the middle of the race, and it is just going to cause chaos. Yeah, it would be brilliant. Yeah, but it would ruin a lot of people, especially a season finale like this. You imagine the scenes if Hamilton goes for an undercut on Verstappen, comes out behind Sonoda, who parks it in the. <laughs> <laughs> the pit lane and the championship ends by that. And because he's an Alpha Tauri, he probably would do that. There we are then. That that we've called it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a funny <laughs> power. Come on. So that's the 23. Overall, I've not got too many qualms with it. Thank God Qatar's not on it next year because uh, frankly, we can't talk enough about how much we don't want that. Yep. It's rather early finish because that's because of Qatar, because they want to get the World Cup uh, in uh, November and December. Starts starts rather late-ish, finishes really early. Do we think 23 is a bit too much, though? It's a lot. It is a hell of a lot. Um, but, and I think we're going to see when, certainly when I do my calendar, it's hard not to because there are so many good candidates. 
there are a, that's a very good segue um before that we've been asking you on our social media to give us your thoughts on uh, on this 2022 calendar and uh, it's our it's our usual viewers comments section uh and we are asking you for any circuits that you want on the calendar and james can run us through them yeah, so we had a, Jamie wrote in and said he's still waiting for Hanoi, which is obviously the Vietnamese Grand Prix that was meant to happen last year. Did Not a bit of reading into it. No, did a bit of reading into it. And there was one politician that did a hell of a lot of the kind of the lobbying over the yeah. Vietnamese government. He has now been locked up uh, yes. for corruption. Fancy Formula One and corruption going together. Hmm. <laughs> so unfortunately, Jamie, I think he's got a 10-year sentence. So we'll have the... Uh, the 2031 Vietnamese Grand Prix when we're using hydrogen-powered cars. Um, We'll enjoy that. Um, And Darren wrote in and said, looking forward to Jeddah if the tide is in. Might need inters on that side of the track. (laughs) 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 I love that. Uh, It'd be like... um, Oh, it'll be like Sochi all over again. <laughs> You're all wet on one side. It'll be rally crosses, what it would be. Exactly. Uh, Charlie wrote in and said, Bring back Hockenheim. Yeah, yes. I love Hockenheim. Such a good track. Um, I loved it when the um, they were all going off in the last corner. Uh, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I don't know if they realised there was basically a skid pan on the side of the road where they got a track yeah. <laughs> sliding off like it was cling film. It was brilliant. Um, cling film. That's a, that's a famously sticky thing. <laughs> <laughs> Ice. That was the obvious. <laughs> yes. God, I need a coffee. Um, and Eduardo wrote in, who I was saying about earlier, King Mexico himself, um, says Malaysia and Singapore. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. Malaysia, such a good track. Uh, and Singapore, we've got again. So we're, we're, we're all good with that. Indeed. We've been waiting long enough. Let's do these calendars then. Now, we were a bit unsure on how many we're going to have because we're thinking, do we try and go with 23? I've always had it in my mind that 23, even though it's good to watch 23 Grand Prix, it's a lot on the teams and the drivers. Do you go with fewer? Like we had we had 17 last year in the COVID world. I think you need a couple more than that. The old F1 days had about 18, 19 Uh before Liberty took over. I've gone 18. James has got a full 23. (laughs) Now we haven't shown these calendars to each other. We only know the order of the countries. So we're going to start with you, James. So kicking off the year, it doesn't matter about dates or when they are. It's literally just the order. We're starting off with a return for the 20th Malaysian Grand Prix. And I think I know where this is going to be. Yeah, Sepang. Absolute quality. I, I love the track. It's it's never disappointed me. Um I, I've enjoyed it both oh God, I sound like such a gamer. Real life and when I'm, you know, when I'm on the game. It's it's a quality mm. track. We've had multi twenty one Seb, all of that kind of stuff. It's it's brilliant. I absolutely love it. Um I was really sad to see it go when it uh, when it did go. Um, so yeah, that that would be for me quality opening race. 
The funny thing is, is Malaysia, I've never actually watched one live because it went off the calendar just as I was getting into it. Which And this is the thing, I've, I've watched Malaysia, like the Watch the Archive ones, and now I understand where the one, two, three at China came from. The one, two at Malaysia is brilliant. Yeah. Come back, and I keep looking, is Sepang ever going to come back? The COVID in Malaysia is horrendous, though, so probably not. But we're sticking in Asia, and uh, round two, it's the uh, the Chinese Grand Prix, so it's Snail Mark Two. Exactly. Yep, Shanghai again. The opening section is a dream, absolute dream of a track. We've we've had some cracking races there before. Um, the <laughs> one of the most dramatic crashes ever when I can't remember if it was Buemi or Aldeshwar who went from the long straight, slammed on the brakes for the hairpin and both wheels ejected, both front wheels ejected from the car. Unbelievable. If, if you've not seen it, Google it. I have seen it that. It is insane. So just, just for that, <laughs> Shanghai gets a place on my calendar every single year. And the Chinese I fans didn't... love it as well. I didn't know that was at China. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was first corner at Austria. No. Right. So after China, we're sticking in Asia to uh, to a Grand Prix that I've never seen because obviously only had a couple of years on the calendar. The South Korean Grand Prix or Korean Grand Prix. Yeah. Uh Yongnam International Circuit. Absolute quality. They ran out of money um when they were building it. So they had all these unbelievable plans for kind of it was going to be this huge, as most tracks do when they kind of come in, it's going to be the, the centre of international motorsport and it's going to be the place to be. They ran out of money and half of it was like a mudslide all around. It looked horrendous from like the first race they did. But the track's brilliant. Real fast corners, really long straight into a really hard hard right-hander. The, the, it was a cracking race, but I always remember years ago, um, I can't remember if it was 2010 or 2011. We were on a family holiday um, and we were staying in this caravan. And because of where it is, it was like a 5 a.m. race start. So me and my dad mm. got up half four, made these coffees, sat waiting, and it was an absolute washout, like spa level rain. Mm. And race delayed by half an hour, race delayed, race delayed. My mom walked in at half past eight in the morning and went, Who's won? And we were like, Like that, <laughs> and away we go. <laughs> 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 so I kind of have a love-hate relationship just from pure sleep depravity, but it's a quality track. It was really good racing. And the final corner, if anyone's not really familiar, it's kind of a reverse of the Sochi left-hander. But then halfway around the corner, that's where the pit lane entrance is. So you could be following a car at like 160 mile an hour, pinning it around this corner, and then they just slam on to go into the pits. Mm. Absolutely mental. And Grosjean nearly set himself on fire there when he first started. It was real breathtaking stuff um, and then I carry on for the round four, I've gone for a real kind of Asian theme start to the thing get the, get the big flyaway races out of the way um, the Japanese Grand Prix we're going to go for Suzuka as we right. said, driver's track absolutely love it and then just for the pure love of the Japanese fans and how much they love it we stay in Japan for round five and go to Fuji Ah, because huge fan base, and if you've got two world class tracks like you've got, why not make the most out of them? 
So you you can see I've I've done this actually the exact same technique for the round six and seven as well. So Monza, we're going to go mm-hmm. for for round six. So they give them you know a week off maybe, seeing as they've done a hell of a lot of flyweight <laughs> races. Fair enough. <laughs> Being quite harsh on these poor teams. Uh, and, yeah, and then we go to Monza Festival of Speed. Always great. They can have a sprint race there. I'm thinking sprint race at Suzuka. Um, yeah, so get get to Monza. And then straight away, round seven, Imola. The beautiful track that is. Uh, right. I think that would be, be good. So we're at round seven. Yeah. What are you thinking of my calendar so far? Well... I'm going to be honest, you've got two of them on there. Well, technically three of them on there that I've never seen a race live at. So uh, <laughs> so th- this thing, I can't really comment a lot on these because I haven't seen most of sure. them live. Um, Fuji, I get where you're coming from. One of the longest straights, pit straights in Formula One. I get the idea. Near a volcano. So weather very unpredictable uh-huh. two japanese races back to back okay maybe um i was gonna say you're planning a, a, a five straight header for, for asia get them all done away from the families for two months straight and then they're fine well, you've um, just been at home doing all the the prep for the cars and stuff so they're not gonna <laughs> miss the family that much <laughs> uh no, no not not bad not bad for a start so we're, we're back in Europe then, uh, seven, seven in, uh, almost a third of the way through. And we go to Germany next. Now, we were mentioning Hockenheim. Mm-hmm. Is it Hockenheim? Yes, it is. I right. love the Nürburgring. I think it's a good Grand Prix track, but that's where it stops. It's good. You know, they obviously can't do the full Nürburgring Nordschleifer because that would be insane. <laughs> yeah. So... The GP circuit's all right. Hockenheim for me, quality track, always good racing. Um, I, I I don't think you can you can kind of discount that off off any sort of right. circuit. Uh, and the Germans obviously love Formula One. You have to have a German Grand Prix. You do. Um, next one, we kind of keep keep the theme going in kind of the the German speaking land. We go across to the Red Bull Ring in Austrian Grand Prix. Absolute saturation of the Red Bull Ring, but you know I'm only going there once, so. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm not planning on having round 20 and 21 there as well. So <laughs> I don't think there can be too many arguments. Uh, <laughs> and then we keep kind of that Central European again. Belgium. No, no Formula One calendar is right without the Belgium Grand Prix. Zolder, uh, maybe? Uh, oh, yeah, true. Zolder's it's got to be Spa, actually. though, hasn't it? Yeah, it's got to be Spa, but Zolder's quality, actually. Really good GT racing there. Um, yeah. And then... The annual Max Verstappen Grand Prix. Yep. Round 11, Zandvoort. Brilliant again. I absolutely love it for the uh, for the banking. If it was flat, it wouldn't be as good. But the new banking that they've put in is brilliant. Uh, get that orange army in. Now, round 12. British the British Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Surely it's I had, I, had, I had a double header of Silverstone and Donington. But then I ran Donington. out. Of, yeah, but then I ran out of rounds. So I blind deleted one of them. So I basically I've wrote the table in white font 
and I ah, blind deleted right. one half. So we're going to find out which one I've got as we speak when I when I when I turn this to to actual text. So you're going to hear it here first. <laughs> Donington. Donington. There we go. There we go. Come no. on. Oh, it's a right track. Do you know what? I'm not. I'm not angry about it. Silverstone's great, but I went la this season. They ripped me off on the rock dogs when I've been to British touring cars. <laughs> decent prices, so <laughs> you know something tells me that maybe Formula One hot dogs are going to be more expensive than the British touring car hot dogs. However, no. for that reason, Donington is a brilliant track, and they nearly had it. They actually had the contract. They did, yeah. Um and. Having been there before they got the contract, after they lost it, and then now, they've been through a lot. Like the whole mm. midsection was meant to be a really cool infield. It was a dump site, and we went, and it was it was really horrible to see. Like it just looked like a building site because they just lost money. Um, yeah, I don't. This year's Formula One cars wouldn't work. It would be too quick, I think. But mm. um, I think next year's cars a little bit less downforce going through them corner curves. Up to the old church. I think that'd be fantastic. We've had, we've had. Some so we go good f- races. We go from the Max Verstappen Grand Prix to the Simply Sausages Grand Prix <laughs> exactly. at Donington. Exactly, and then we go to round thirteen. Baku. Yeah, you can't not. The only problem I have with Baku is it's really hard to get to for fans. So there's actually not that many yeah. fans that actually go there. There is no direct flights between London, Manchester, Tobacco. You have to go to like really random connections. So if they got that sorted and they had more fans there, a few more grandstands, yeah. it'd be brilliant. I'd, I would go in a, in a heartbeat. I actually looked on Airbnb. The Grand Prix weekend this year, it was £35 for a hotel room because you just can't get there. Wow. <laughs> but it's, it's unreal. Like It's so cheap. So if you, if you would ever... You know, you'd have to book a week off work to make all the connections and stuff. But yeah. <laughs> it'd be fantastic. Like it it would be worth it. Um, totally agree. And then round fourteen, we're gonna go for a few flyaway races. The Indian Grand Prix at the Bud International India. Third. Now I love this. This is well, this is one I've seen because we're mentioning uh deflated Pac-Man at Korea. <laughs> India now, Tilka got a lot of sticks sort of mid-2010s when he was making all these tracks. India, it's got the turkey turn eight at the end, mm-hmm. which is turn 10. But what I like about India is turn three, I think it's called, or t- it's either two or three. After you turn one, you swoop back up on yourself mm-hmm. and it's a blind hairpin down to a pit straight, which is very similar to turn one at Kota. That yeah. Is brilliant. It's it's a special track, and again, it's one of these tracks that had so much kind of promise, and but the money ran out, and you know you can argue about the morality of India, such a poor country with kind of such such huge inequality, spending millions and millions on a track that just the rich can go to, you know. But it does generate money. Where that money goes, obviously, we don't know. But mm. it was a cracking track. And there were some spe- special moments the first year they did it when they had a first practice session, which got red flagged because a stray dog ran onto the track. Now, the dog was unharmed, but, you know, maybe on my Grand Prix calendar, in my negotiations, I'd make sure that there weren't any dogs on the track. Um, but, yeah, quality track. And then we go, I said, down the road, a few hundred kilometres away, 
Singapore Grand Prix night race. Let's have it. Brilliant. I'd even do India as a night race. Why not? That'd be really cool, actually. Have, have another night race. Straight across Singapore. Perfect track for me. I think it's a really, really interesting one. Always looks good under the lights. Get the sparks flying. Have a, have a few more bumps and bangs on a street circuit. And then because I'm being really kind of conscientious about COVID, the Australian Grand Prix has gone down to round 16, just to make sure we get all those Melbourne people out of lockdown uh, yep. to the race. Slash, I had to delete another track because I'd forgot when I looked at my map that I'd completely forgotten that side of the hemisphere. <laughs> but I've put it there anyway. Uh, where did Who did I delete? Um, oh, Silverstone. Oh, yeah. so Silverstone went. And yeah, you got I, Melbourne I, yeah I, I have some notes here of ones that I missed. UK, taken one out because there's not enough room. Melbourne has to have it. Um, and then, round 17. This is so my pitch. Africa. Yeah, my pitch. I'm going to be the first truly global Formula One calendar. This is the first one that's ever been to all continents. It's a global Kill sport. Army. Bang on, Kill Army. They've done it before. The South African Grand Prix. I don't know if it was at Kill Army. But they have had a South African Grand Prix. It was at Kalami, it was, but it was yeah. way before our time. Oh, 80s, 70s. Why not? Yeah. I mean, Africa needs a Grand Prix. Perfectly good track. The World GT Championships, love it there. They go there every year. It looks like a good track. I've been watching quite a few on boards on YouTube of like, if Formula One went here. Oh, it looks great. I mean, the tyres hmm. won't last. No. It was what my favourite comment on one of the videos was, uh, Pirelli, how much tyre wear do we need? Kyle Army, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cracking track. Um, it would be a nightmare on the next, but they'd love it. Um, mm. Anyway, the drivers go home, have a bit of time off, a couple of weeks, set themselves for a quadruple header. Um, potentially, I don't know, maybe two double what headers. I'm just thinking for where they are in the, in the world. We're going to do the usual. Uh, I'm going to group them together. Canadian Grand Prix, um, as usual, Circuit de Gilles Villeneuve, straight on to the United States Grand Prix, where we are not going to Cota. Ooh. Daytona. Now there are. Daytona. Yeah, we've had Indianapolis. Boring. Daytona Road Course is fantastic. Any fans of Gran Turismo will know how good that track is. I think a few little kind of change especially to the curbs you imagine them cars coming off that banking into the quick chicane that would be insane like oh it'd be so good i absolutely love daytona the 24 hours is always a good race why not why not i think cota's good and i could understand why people want cota but i've got a real kind of soft spot for daytona so yeah why not and then uh we go Mexican Grand Prix. Next. Yeah, Mexico all the way. Um, and then straight after that, we go into Lagos, Brazilian Grand Prix. <sighs> Such a good track. Such a good track. So much drama, you're guaranteed. And mm. then my final two races, I've kind of switched up how they normally would be because we normally have Abu Dhabi as the final track. I think that has the potential to be a bit of a kind of a bit of a damp squib normally. So we're going to put mm. that at round 22. And then we're going to finish at Bahrain. 
the drama of Bahrain and the potential that Bahrain has for that kind of real unexpected outcomes, I think that's that's got to be the finishing race for me. But which layout? Would it be the full Bahrain? Would it be the the one they tried in, I think it was 2012, where they went with the, the extended one? Or would it just be a Sakir full-on, flat-out? I think at the on the Abu Dhabi podium, the winner of Abu Dhabi has to pick a ball out of a hat like they do in the Champions League and they decide which, which layout it's going to be. Fair enough. Right. <laughs> bit of entertainment. You know, we, we, here, at, here at James Knight Liberty Media, we like to kind of change things up a bit. And why not? You know, it's been the same for the German Grand Prix. You know, you, you race before. Are we right? We're at the Nürburgring. We're doing the Nordschlag for the Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Hockenheim because you picked that one. Yeah. Is that the old Hockenheim or the new Hockenheim? <laughs> yeah, old one. That'd be unreal. <laughs> that is James's 23 race monster. Um, now for mine, 18 rounds. Um, I've not done all all continents as James has done, which might give a few away. Uh, you've got the Grand Prix titles, which might give some away, but uh, but we'll start from the top. Spanish Grand Prix is where. It is Barcelona. No. Start it at Barcelona. Um, with mine, I've more tried to, to group them together in terms of location, which is why we're starting at Spain, because I'm getting the European rounds out the way first. Okay. So start it at Spain. It's a good circuit, as I've said. Why not? And if you, the only thing is, if you are going to do testing, like have Spain, because it's like what they did with Bahrain. They did testing at Bahrain. Then they did the first race at Bahrain. So you could do the same thing. But I like Spain. No, no, uh, no qualms with that. And it's the only one I've really seen. Second up, Monaco Grand Prix has to be in there. No, no question about it. You have to have the Monaco Grand Prix, the end. Uh, now, third up, the French Grand Prix, which I'm actually quite surprised because I thought you would have included Magny Corps in yours. I nearly did. You nearly did. Nearly did. I've included Le Castellet, though. Uh-huh. But I would change it so that they get rid of the chicane in the middle and it is just one long back straight. So that is Le Castellet combination 134, I think? <laughs> Correct, yes. <laughs> uh, so I'm going French. Um, next up, Austria. Well, there's no, there's no drawing uh, out. Of course, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be Red Bull Ring. Get it out of the way. Why not? British Grand Prix. I'm not being silly like you are. We're sticking with Silverstone. We have to have Silverstone. Not Cadwell uh, Park. And how dare you? No, it'd be <laughs> Snetterton as the backup. Uh, no, it's, it's got to be Silverstone, aren't it? Yeah. Uh, Dutch Grand Prix. Zamvoort, as we've said, the banking. Really good, and I like turn three as well. Um, then German Grand Prix. Now, Nürburgring was on my mind because the thing is, I've kept it to 18. I could have tried extending it and added a couple more. Nürburgring and Hockenheim would have both been in if I'd have extended it. Yep. But it's Hockenheim, the short Hockenheim. We've got to have it in. It's why we've not had it in the last couple of years, all right, they've not had enough money, but if Merck are owning uh, Hockenheim, surely they can't, can they afford it? Yeah, easy. Why not? Then 
Spa, Belgian Grand Prix, no qualms about that. Got to have it. Italian Grand Prix, Monza, same uh, same scenario. Now, I started making this calendar. I had this idea uh, sort of at the start of COVID last year. Originally, Malaysia was not on. But I fell in love with Malaysia over the lockdown. Yeah. So it's in there. Malaysian Grand Prix is your first. Uh, then it, that's the eight. This is the start of the Asian portion, shall we say. No Singapore, but we're going to China straight after. Top quality. Japan next. What are we going for? Suzuka. Okay. It's got to yeah. be Suzuka. Senna and Prost, 1990. Off at the first corner. You, you just, you've got to have it, haven't you? Then up perfectly for the Williams dominance where we go, oh my God, <laughs> the album Latifi. <laughs> <laughs> then this is where things get a bit different because you included two in the same country. I have as well. But the we've got a United States Grand Prix and a Californian Grand Prix because obviously you can't have two of the same name. The US Grand Prix is at Cota, but have a guess the Californian. I'm trying to think now. Um, Long Beach? Not Long Beach. No, Long Beach is... Oh, uh, trying to think. Where else, have, where else have we got? No, Watkins Glen isn't out there. The Muscle Beach Grand Prix. I don't know. The only other name you could potentially call it is the Monterey Grand Prix which it is in IndyCar. Oh, right. Okay. we're going to Laguna Seca. Oh, yeah. I thought that was in Utah. Cool. No. Yeah, all right. The very north of California is Laguna Seca. We've seen IndyCar do it. This is the thing. Because it, it, it's a grade two circuit, and it's the only one that is a grade two. But we've seen IndyCar do it. IndyCar is very similar to F1. I mean, look at what Grosjean did this year. He overtook someone on the bloody corkscrew. It's possible. And I think it'd be brilliant. Why not? That's yeah. the thing. Well, we know the Nürburgring has icon. We know the carousel. You know Eau Rouge. You yeah. know all these iconic corners. But so everyone knows the corkscrew from Gran Turismo. But it's not in F1. You see, and, I, I love the corkscrew just because I can use six cars as my brakes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We've all done. That's the thing. The, when you play Gran Turismo on Laguna Seca, you've got two options. You, If it is a race, you slam into everyone in front of you and that slows you down. Or you try taking it as fast as you bloody can down there and you spin out. Yeah. I'll be up for that. I like that. Californian Grand Prix has to be on. I, I think I Laguna Seca, why not? Then we go to Brazil. We've got to have Interlagos, as you mentioned. 2008 says it all. Why not? Then, because we finish with Turkey, which I'm surprised was not on yours. Yeah. Why wasn't it? That's a very Istanbul good Park. Yeah, I, I mean, that it's not on this, it's not on next year. Turn eight is the, the big thing for Turkey. It's got faux rouge as well. Turn yeah. 11. It's got a corkscrew-esque corner in turn one. It's it's brilliant. 
Yeah. I just w- wish we'd have seen a dry Turkish Grand Prix because then we'd have seen a more how good the circuit can actually be. Yeah. So Turkey for me, then just because it's next door, we're going to Azerbaijan because that could set up a really nice title fight when they're going to drag race each other on the line to win. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. And we finish up with Abu Dhabi only because, well, pretty much the thing with Abu Dhabi is I've seen it a fair few times. It's half decent. It works as a good end of season spectacle. Why not? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that. I think that the, especially the faith that we're, we, we are placing in these kind of alterations, hmm. if they come off as good as they seem, it would be the perfect kind of finish to the to the season. I, I like your calendar. I, I think it's good. The, the, the first, <laughs> apart from the first three races, the Spanish, Monaco and French, which had <laughs> been off in an instance. I, 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 I like it, especially Laguna Seca. That was a, a curveball I did not expect or think of it at all. So I'm, I'm, that's put a smile on my face. Um, well, we ha- that, that's the thing. It's because when you are looking around for circuits, you think, like, you can imagine there are some good elevation chains, like Belgium, for example. Malaysia's good. China's good. Azerbaijan as well. But the original elevation change mm-hmm. is Laguna Seca. Yeah. And why that's because the death thing is, is back in, I think it was 1990 because they went to Phoenix mm-hmm. for a couple of years, but it was between Phoenix and Laguna Seca for who got the US Grand Prix and it went to Phoenix. Do you know, I reckon they would still have it at Laguna Seca if it had gone there. I think it would have been that much of a, a success. Mm. I, I really do. But I think what, because what, I- what has really kind of, stood out to me the most is every time we get this, the calendar, you go, oh, they've missed this out, or oh, why are we going there? I found this really difficult putting this together, and I had 23 yeah. races, and I've missed out a lot, and I'm, I, I, I want to go through what I've missed in, in a little bit, but I found that near on impossible to try and fit everything in. I did so many changes throughout. I don't, I don't know about you. How did you find it? Uh, to be fair, uh, this is the thing I keep going back to, it because I'm a newbie, so I'm only, I, I've literally mainly focused on what tracks I like, basically. Yeah. And what would be good. Like Malaysia didn't start on there. Malaysia, I've sort of, I fell in love with. So that's come on as well. I've not, that's the thing I've missed out. Like Imola's missed out for me. Bahrain. Uh, Mexico's not even on there for me. Um, the, the, the the ones you could you could think I'm I'm trying to think of a miss like Portugal that's not even on there yeah. Algarve uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of any any others now but this thing there are so many I could have had on yeah and it's like if I'd have got into Formula One sort of five years before I did I would have might have had India Korea and you know what I mean a, a couple of others but because I've sort of this is what I've uh, I've come to grips with but no. Yeah, I and Turkey, that was not originally meant to be on either. Turkey's come on as well. But yeah, no, so for me, it was difficult. But like if if I'd have gone 23 like you, that would have been so difficult. I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have yeah. done 23. Yeah. Are there any you missed off that you would add on? Because I know you were saying you, yeah, you, you're having to limit. Yeah, so you you kind of said a few of them. But I, Magello, that was a fantastic little cameo when they had that on. I would like to see it, but we've already got 
two Italian tracks. I think that mm. would be kind of overkill. Um, Jerez in Spain, good track, but I don't like it just enough. Portugal, I like the track, but I needed a reason to take it off because I've got too many. So my reason was I struggled to drive it on the PlayStation. Uh, so that was enough to get that off. Um, there was a plan for 2013 to have the Port Imperial Grand Prix, which was a street circuit overlooking New York. New York? I heard about that. That would have been... I've, I've watched a, an onboard mock-up of what it would have been like. Brilliant. That, that, for me, would be the ideal US Grand Prix over Cota. Um, if they did that. But again, it's probably not going to happen. And then there was <laughs> two honourable mentions to the two craziest races that Formula One, I think, has ever had. We have, I briefly touched on it earlier. Caesars Palace Circuit in the Las Vegas car park. Stupid track. Never worked, but fair play for trying. And then one that I only kind of found out about when I was doing this research was the Arvis Grand Prix in Berlin. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, yeah, Avis. I have seen that because basically what that was, and this was, it was only in the 1950s. 59, yeah. 50, so they only did it once. And it was pretty much two, it's like, for example, going on the M1 for about two, for about two or three miles, bank corner, come back on the same yeah. road. And the banking was 43 degrees, which yeah. is four times that of Indianapolis. Unbelievable Crazy. track. And they've actually still got the um, the wooden grandstand there. It's been named um, a piece of cultural significance. So you can still go and visit the grandstand. They've got two historic cars outside. And the old race control tower is now a hotel. So you can go and stay in the race control tower. So... I will be doing that because that is so cool. That That is honestly... Inc- I mean, to be fair, if you did a tour, that's the thing. Because of the amount of circuits, you could literally tour Germany and you'd get Hockenheim, Nürburgring, Avos in as well. Bell Spa, Francorchamps just around the corner as well. It's, Austria. It, Austria as well. Yeah, why not? Unbelievable. Um, so there you are. Uh, that is the uh, the calendars. Um, what we'd have and twenty twenty two as well. Are there any final thoughts from you on twenty two before we put this chapter to bed? Um, I think no. To be fair, we've I think we've touched on the human rights side and the idea of just throwing stuff in car parks is never a good idea. But apart from that, I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. I'm, I'm happy. Eight out of ten. For me, I'm gonna how many gonna say I'm gonna say a five. Well, okay. I mean, Miami. Well, for example, I think at least you could bin off at least a third of these. I reckon 23 is too many races anyway. Bin off a third of the boring ones, add a couple others in, and you'd be all right, I think. Yeah. But there we go. That's 2022, and uh, that's to look forward to in a couple of months. Now, before we do go, we've got our moment of the week section uh, for James. Yeah, I actually don't know if this moment of the week happened last week and I've missed it or not, but it's something that I've come across this week anyway. Um, the medical car driver, Alan Vandermeer, always being kind of yep. highly respected, sits on Team Doctor years, caught COVID. 
yeah. for a second time. He is vehemently anti-vax. No sort of kind of like I'm fine if you've got a medical reason not to have a vaccine, then that's totally fine. He is adamant. There is nothing to do with that. He doesn't believe in the vaccine, um, and has started blocking people on Twitter that have criticised him. Even people that aren't mentioning him in tweets, he's googling his own name and finding people blocking them. Um, so Formula One of not allowing him to drive the car for the rest of the season. Um, and I don't know if that includes the team doctor or not, because the the, the sorry the the F one doctor because he couldn't drive uh, and and take part last last race either because of, he got COVID as well. So yeah, that's my moment of the week. Not not as funny, but just one of those things where you go. Okay, one of the most respected medical professionals in Formula One for years has decided that vaccines are a myth. <laughs> yeah. Right. Curveball and of the week. Indeed. And uh, on that note, uh, that's almost it. Uh, rather long one, but uh, when we're talking circuits, we can ramble on for a fair while. Uh, imagine if we've had unlimited tracks this would have been about 30 each um right so uh, just before we go the uh, the answer to the trivia question james did you have an answer for it at all well i was gonna say the uh, the one from the russian automobile federation but i don't okay. think it is him no. um give us the year and then i might have a chance okay 2006 2006 and if, if you can, if not, have a guess of how long into their ah. career as well. I reckon now, because I know the set, it was Australia and Malaysia back then in 2006. And China wasn't until the end of the year. I reckon, because that would be at Imola as well. I reckon Imola, third Imola. So, no, actually, it was Sebastian Vettel. Vettel? He test drove for BMW Sauber at the Turkish Grand Prix first practice. Yeah. Nine seconds before he got his first ever penalty. He went flying out the pit garage and sped in the pit lane. <laughs> I don't believe yeah, it. Yeah, how crazy is that? It, who would have thought? If, imagine if you're, you're Mr. Sauber, Peter Sauber, sat there going, oh, there's young hotshots here. <laughs> he speeds in the pit lane. <laughs> you would have never put a single penny on that man winning four world titles. Sebastian Vettel. Nine seconds. I don't think Nine seconds. Ever be beaten. I don't think it ever will. Unless someone pulls out the pit lane and slams straight into the side of someone and they get one for unsafe release. I don't think it can I don't think it can be done. Well, because we might because we well we might have a rookie next season. We might not, but I, I genuinely can't believe that. Guan Yu is going to put it in reverse and slap straight to the back of the garage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say it's Bahrain again next year, isn't it? So that'll be interesting. Um, right. Well, and that's the thing we were saying at the, at the start of the year. Um, car number nine, has uh, he span on the opening lap. And I was surprised he didn't get a penalty for that. Yeah, he span on the opening lap. Vettel speeding after nine seconds. Bloody hell. But there we are. Um, so, Sebastian, I can't believe it. Anyway, uh, that is it from this special edition of Preview. The longest one we've ever done, but uh, there we are. We're back later on in the week. If that wasn't enough, and I don't know how that was not enough, uh, but we will have a proper preview for the US Grand Prix that's in Cota, not Laguna Seca, not Las Vegas, and not uh, Daytona or any of the others. Miami that, as well. 
you, honestly, you could do a world championship calendar. That's the thing. If the Americans ever fancy it, they can do the, their own. Well, they didn't. In, IndyCar. Yeah, I, I've just realised that. Of course <laughs> they do. It's called IndyCar. IndyCar. <laughs> so fun. The moment you started, I know where he's going with this. I'm going to let him sink. <laughs> <laughs> Indy, where did I not realise that? Because yeah, literally, that was... They used to go to Watkins Glen as well. Have you ever seen Watkins Glen? Uh, no, I haven't. Literally in the middle of the desert. Like, there is nothing other than the track. So if you get it wrong, you're just going and going and going. You can't stop. Oh, I have seen Watkins Glen, yeah. yeah. Uh, mental. So, yeah, that, that'd be unreal as well. And that really is time to call it a day. Thanks Lovely. for joining us. And uh, we'll see you again later in the week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.